Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Give it to me! Hey everyone, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where with distribution centers in different areas of the globe, this show can be heard all over the world, not just for computer users, but also for home entertainment use, providing leisure with integration of advanced technologies that is functional and making them enjoyable to use. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I want to fund your startup. I I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's how it works it's just that easy friends Boom. yeah someone just gave me five million dollars just uh, like that we we got a, a series b we didn't even have to try we, got a series b. we jumped right to it yeah <laughs> skip ahead thanks to producer rich as always for creating <laughs> <laughs> every time i deign to read it he creates a wonderful intro to the show well, and thanks everyone as you all know it's october and October means many things. It means pumpkin spice. It means Halloween. It means the advent of autumn. Uh, but it also means baseball. Baseball playoffs, the World Series. And uh, so my first thing is baseball related, which is something that I've noticed multiple baseball players. I'm going to use Justin Turner from the Los Angeles Dodgers as my example. But multiple baseball players are doing, which is V-neck jerseys as an alternate. And apparently... Back in 2019, Justin Turner started this trend by doing it to his own jersey. He customized it oh. himself. And now <laughs> lots of other players are like, yeah, I want that V-neck look too. Give me that. Because he just wanted to have chest hair and I, crazy I, cool I medallions. He doesn't even have like tons of chest hair or anything. He just, I mean, he has a little necklace thing. Maybe that was it. I don't know. Yeah, that is so, that's so funny. And I guess I just always thought that they looked like that. Yeah, I I didn't really notice it until they were using alternate jerseys. We were watching Uh a game and I'm like, wait a minute. That's not just unbuttoned. That's like it's cut tailored. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That is so funny. Custom Jersey. I like the V-neck though. I I applaud. Well done, sir. We haven't had a true innovation in baseball uniforms since the eighties. I feel like, (laughs) right. Because the eighties was when we had the, may I say, probably horrible (laughs) jerseys that were like onesies and, you know, elastic waistbands instead of belts and and all that stuff. And then in the 90s, they went back to the classic jerseys and you get Mm -hmm. all the range of the classic jerseys, some of them button up, some of them pullover, but none of them knew until the V. Yeah. I mean, I would say that the closest thing to innovation wasn't even really, I mean, the jersey, the outfits themselves did not change. There was like the Hunter Pence pull-up sock. Right, you you would you would, you could you'd see customize it like a school uniform. Match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. I like this though the V neck, and also I'm just going to go ahead and say further proof that the freaking seventies. Oh right, yeah, it's a very seventies feel to the V neck baseball very jersey. Very seventies. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Love it. 
Well, ironically and completely accidentally, I also have chosen a fashion item for my first thing. And this thing is super duper fashion. And it is the Simpsons Balenciaga episode. (laughs) This is such a you pick, too. Because uh, when I think of it, honestly, honestly, ever since we started working together on Buzz Out Lab, when I think of the Simpsons, I think of you immediately because you're like the fount of all Simpsons quotes. It's the best. I am totally that irritating person who's like, you know, like, it's like on the Simpsons. Like there's that Simpsons episode. Where, I don't you know, find like, it irritating at all. It's, 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 it's amazing. It's wonderful. What I've realized about it. Thank you. Thank goodness, because it does happen a lot and it could get annoying. <laughs> what I realized, though, is that all of my Simpsons knowledge is really from like um, seasons nine through twelve. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. it drops off dramatically after that. And so it was with some surprise that I discovered that the Simpsons are still so relevant. And Balenciaga, the fashion brand, is apparently so known and relevant that when the Simpsons did a 10-minute, like, one-off special episode all about Balenciaga and fashion, it has just, like, it's, like, the biggest deal and it's just taken off and it's got all this attention like the new york times did a whole piece about it like behind the painstaking creation of the balenciaga simpsons episode (laughs) that took nearly a year to make and then of course not surprisingly there's like clothes right balenciaga released the simpsons collection Uh, just like sort of you know schlubby zip up jackets $2,500 schlubby zip up $2,500 exactly (laughs) and it's just it's one of those things that was like clearly a stunt Uh uh-huh obviously for both brands so this wasn't aired on tv this was a custom thing for them it's just a custom thing it's 10 minutes Uh long it was um at paris fashion week is where they showed it Uh, and i think evidently what they created it for presentation got it got it that makes sense and it just it, apparently they were like still messing with it and tweaking it up until two days before the Paris showing where they showed this 10 minute thing. And and it's I mean, even if you don't know that much about fashion or Balenciaga, it is just full of in, just insane little details, you know, like Balenciaga is written on everything like the 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 jet. And then I guess there's all these things. If you know them really well, it's like, you know, the jet has landing gear that looks like the brand's famous sock sneakers i didn't, oh my gosh. I didn't know that the sock sneakers were i mean like i don't even know these things i didn't even know that balenciaga <laughs> had this much of a cult following but somehow when these two things collided it was just like a singularity and no one can stop talking about it i mean i've heard of balenciaga but that's really that's the end of my knowledge of them so this is this is insane to me or as uh, homer calls them in the opening scene when he's writing them a letter to try to get a dress for marge for her birthday balenciaga <laughs> like he's writing to him and he's like dear balloon ba- balloon 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 balenciaga <laughs> Yeah, I don't. That's what I guess. That's what I would have thought. I would have thought that it was obscure enough that it would stay confined to like a funny fashion week stunt. But no, it took flight into the, the magic of the Simpsons, I guess. Right. I guess so. Or like quality content that's really, really well thought out and has lots mm-hmm. of detail. I don't know. Or just that that ineffable, inexpressible magic that makes something into a thing. I feel for the associate producer who had to deal with a year of notes on that. I cannot even <laughs> imagine because it seems like these Valencia Gaga folks are pretty fussy. 
Yeah. And plus, you had an event. It was like it wasn't like well we'll we'll, we'll publish it when it's done. It's like no, you've got to have it done by this date. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, folks, uh, many of you have already heard of this. Uh, it's been around for a while, but this mm-hmm. week it peaked, started Twitter, Twitter trending. Uh, it's a TikTok sensation. Noodle the dog, bones or no bones. <laughs> I'm so happy that you plucked this one from the because we got emails about it, which we'll read in a minute. And I, I did see it trending on Twitter and I thought it was like a creepy thing, but it's so not a creepy thing. Please explain. Jonathan Graziano for years has been doing occasional videos where he picks up his pug noodle from, (laughs) from noodles bed. And if noodle flops right back down, it's a no bones day. And as, as Jonathan Graziano explains it, that's a day to like lay low. Don't make any big decisions. Don't make, make any big changes. But if noodle flops onto his legs and stays up, doesn't flop back down into a lying position. That's a bones day. That's a day to be bold. That's a day to take action. Ask for that raise. Buy that second donut. Whatever. Uh, and just treat this yourself. past week. Yeah, totally treat yourself. Just this past week, uh, Bones or No Bones has has taken off. Uh, as I mentioned, trending on Twitter. He now has 2 million followers on TikTok. <laughs> he does it on Instagram as well. Nearly 194 million views of the TikTok hashtag no bones as of last Tuesday. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) An NPR story. I mean, that is like mainstream crossover. Oh, yeah. New York Times has covered it, too. Like unbelievable and so funny and random and wonderful. I mean, you know, pug. That's awesome. It's so many different things. And and Graziano seems to be like, we've been doing this for a long time, but hey, I'm glad it's making people happy suddenly. That's great. It's just so, yeah. I mean, I will never be able to explain it, but we will continue to make a show about it because there are just these things that rise above for some reason in the like sea of content. Certain things just bubble up. During this week, I saw people, uh, I didn't realize we had this in our email, by the way. (laughs) Oh, really? Didn't didn't look ahead. Uh, (laughs) I I caught this because I was seeing friends of ours, like Veronica, for instance, saying, "Uh, it feels like a no bones day to me. And I I was like, what? Okay, what is this? I have to, I have to figure this out. Yeah. Oh my God. Should we go ahead and read Manny's email right now? Yeah, just yeah, to, we should. Yeah. Uh, because we, we did Manny, of course, always on this things. Uh, it's where is it? Oh yeah. Here we go. Uh, Manny says bit of a weird thing. Tarot cards are over. The new way to predict the future is a pug. It's a dog on TikTok <laughs> that sometimes wakes up with a willingness to walk when it's picked up. It stays upright. This makes it a bones day, a good day to get that thing you've been worrying about done. Other days, the dog just flips back down. This is a no bones day. Generally not good. Try to avoid important decisions and lay low if you can. At first, I thought it was just another niche TikTok thing. Then two people brought up the bones status of the day in casual conversation. <gasps> ding, ding. We have we a thing. We have a thing. Well, Matt's got another seasonal thing we'll save until we get into the feedback. But yeah, but yeah, honestly, now that I've read it, I did see this email come into our inbox and it didn't sink in. I was like, oh, it doesn't register. Pug pug thing. TikTok. Okay, I'll have to keep an eye at it. And I did not associate it when I started seeing everybody talking about bones or no bones. So, oh, man. Yeah, because it doesn't sound it sounds so not cute and fun. But yeah, like thing or Rama. 
Absolutely amazing. Oh my God. I can't wait to just like take this out in the world and casually drop it in and see if it lands. Just be like, whoo, I don't know. I'm having a no bones day. Look yeah. out everybody. It's a bones day. <laughs> just see what happens. Watch see. out world. Watch out world. Um, my next thing is like one of those things that once again, I only thought was a thing that my family was doing. And then it turns out everyone is doing it. And this thing is Jackbox TV. Are you familiar with Jackbox TV? I am not. So is this related to you don't know Jack in any way? Mm, I don't. It's not. No, not not that I know of. Maybe okay. it's their little games like Jackbox. They, it's called Jackbox Party Packs. And they're just these little mini games that you can play. They're what I think caused them to get extremely popular during the pandemic is that they're multiplayer. You can do you can play together uh, on a Discord call or a Twitch stream, like because all you have to give somebody is a code to join your game. And it's like Pictionary type games or like that, which is like called Drawful. And then there's one job job where you everybody answers like weird little small talk questions. They all seem like very camp complicated at first, but then they're just super fun and funny. They like are one made of them by sort Jackbox of like, Games, the developer of You Don't Know Jack. Oh, okay. There you yeah. go. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I it's so and like trivia exactly, Happy James. I I just like my ex husband had it, and we would always we always play at like family holiday things. And then it just sort of became like an obsession. Like my boyfriend's sons, every time they come over, are like, can we play that Jackbox thing? And I'm like, I don't have it. I don't know how to do it. Only like Uncle Justin knows how. But it turns out that it is just this like massive phenomenon, particularly during the pandemic because of the shared uh. gaming situation. Yeah, that just became this like really big deal. And I didn't even know. But I got to say, they're fun. And there have been eight of these party packs. Like it's just this random thing. Sometimes you talk about a thing all day, every day. And then pretty soon you're like, Oh, it's actually a thing for <laughs> other people too. It has left my house and began now gone everywhere. That you're explaining it. I think Eileen it. has used this for her team on zoom calls during the pandemic. I believe it. It's like, yeah. it would be like exactly the kind familiar. of, like the work thing would yeah. make a ton of sense. It's a perfect little Zoom party. Uh-huh. Yeah. Icebreaker. Mm-hmm. You can buy... I bought a bundle that has like three of them. Just to... Just because <laughs> I, obviously I keep getting asked about them a lot. And now so I'm So it's, it's an online game, right? Yep. Yeah. And then everybody can log in or join at the same... And play at the same time. That's the idea. Exactly. Like okay. you send everybody yeah. a code and they all join. And you can play You can play when you're all in the same room, which is super fun. Like it is great for holidays because it entertains like kids and, mm -hmm. you know, you can all play together. Or you can play remotely. Yeah. I just... Yeah. I had no idea. A little yeah, bit expensive. 100%. In my opinion. But yeah. Yeah. So you can't just play for free. You have to buy a pack. You have to buy a pack. Exactly. Okay. And then you have right. to like, it's not the easiest to play on a TV. Like you, you know, you have to sort of plug in your laptop with HDMI or like you get it on Steam. I think the reason that I didn't think that it had become a thing is because it's a little complicated to buy. Like you buy mm -hmm. it and you get a Steam link and then it comes with a freaking PDF that's like, here's the 19 <laughs> things that you need to do to like redeem your Steam wow. code or whatever. And I just gave it to my kid. I was like, I'm going to just make Here, this happen. Make this work. Yeah. But you don't know Jack super fun. or Jackbox games or whatever. Surprisingly resilient. Yeah. I mean, 
I remember, and I think they existed even before that, but I remember encountering them as a CD-ROM, right? <laughs> you'd stick, or you, or maybe it was a DVD, but it was a, it was a game you didn't need a computer for. And then kind of it morphed into an Xbox thing. And I remember a lot of people with Xboxes uh, started, you know, playing You Don't Know Jack. I was like, oh, look, You Don't Know Jack is still around. It survived. That's amazing. Wow. Here it is. Still and here there. it is, still yeah. there. And I didn't even realize it's like, it's just all grown up that you wouldn't even know about its humble roots. Wow. Jackbox yep. TV. Good one. That's a like real really good fun. One. Yeah. Real fun. And a good Highly tip. And yes, exactly. Yeah. Great for work icebreaker parties. <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let's, we now return you to your regularly scheduled Manny emails. Uh, <laughs> feedback at it's a thing dot me. Almost uh, a co-host at this point. <laughs> I know. Seriously. Uh, Manny passed on a new seasonal thing. Says, I'm sorry you have to know this, but I learned this and had to share it. Gray sweatpants season. It's what? Just give it a quick duck, duck, go. I hate that it's a thing. But it's a thing. Uh, it's a season? <laughs> Wait, what? It's apparently when you're feeling uh, like some loving in the fall. Oh, my God. Manny. Manny, Manny, Manny. Manny. <laughs> I- also, that's funny because in the uh, some of you will have gotten the bonus content and know the leaf peeping is sort of an unofficial thing. And this... GQ article about gray sweatpants, the unofficial symbol of fall randiness, <laughs> refers to leaf peeping and then says it's like, okay, I'm going to stop. You're, you're all <laughs> just going to have to read it. I had no be idea. Warned. Why would this ever be? The, they're, they're the least sexy clothes ever, but they suggest the business? Really? Oh, I mean, I'm moving on. Yeah. I get uh, gray sweatpants have a hard time hiding things. That's yes. that's all I'll say. There you go. And apparently, if you're wearing them, it's a mm. it's a signal. Mm. We're such prudes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Speaking of clothes, okay. Bruce needs a clothes thing check. Sweatshirt dress is a thing. No, says Bruce. I'm not talking about an oversized hoodie that kind of works as a dress. There are actual dresses that are also proper sweatshirts can confirm bruce i have like three they're the best i almost like feel like hoodie. we've talked about this maybe in the in the pre-show or post-show or something maybe it feels very familiar but maybe we've just talked about similar things like it is like it's an athleta uh, mm, mainstay for sure it. yep definitely super duper a thing and kind of the best and now i'm gonna go to like thread up and see if they have any cheap athleta sweatshirt dresses because it's the best Marcus Hall has some notes about last week's show. Oh, oh boy. Whenever we get notes from the boss, you know, you got to steal yourself. Uh, Marcus wrote, catalog store. The Midwest example of this has got to be service merchandise. In the Chicago area, at least during the 70s, 80s, and 90s, I'm not sure if it spread much downstate, though. By downstate, he means anything not in Chicago. That's that's what Illinoisans call downstate. Downstate, um, okay, got yeah, it. Some some parts of downstate are above Chicago, just because of the way the state is shaped. But uh, yes, service merchandise, I I remember, and I did look it up. I figured it out. Dolgens, I kept talking about Dolgens, was owned by Best. So, oh, look at so that! So we you had were right. Dolgens mm-hmm. in my area instead of Best. 
but it was the same thing. So good, good one, Marcus. Good one. Uh, James, uh, Marcus regarding James, we, we talked about James as a female name, uh, said the first time I heard James for a female was from 1993 Mad About You. Helen Hunt's character was Jamie, but her best friend's nickname for her was James. Mm, Uh, and Shannon, uh, also wrote in on the James name origin saying the first thing I thought of was the episode of friends where Ross and Rachel are discussing baby names and Rachel suggests James, but only if it's a girl. Okay. There is precedent. You have identified prior art. So apparently that's uh, Friends episode, season eight, episode 13. Because Marcus went and looked it up, guys. That's how committed you was are Marcus as or an Shannon that looked it up? Oh, but wait. yeah, wasn't I'm us. I'm sorry, it was Shannon. <laughs> that's the it point. was Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, it was Shannon. But still, Shannon has shown an unusual level of commitment to the thing craft, I will yeah. say. Yeah, thank you so much, Shannon. And thank you, Marcus. Good stuff. Dr. Sparks wrote in, this is very exciting, longtime listener, BOL episode 30 while an undergrad. Mm, wow. Now I have a PhD in computer science. Drop the mic. And first time emailer. <laughs> this is huge. This is huge. Welcome, Dr. Sparks, who says... I think another reason for the spicy thingness is mm. doctors and others are saying that based on your tolerance, an event, the based on the tolerance or an event or conversation may or may not have had an impact on you. Oh, so it's like tolerance for spiciness, tolerance for spiciness, but like in tr- the terms of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. So maybe like therapists and doctors, such uh, as my dermatologist yeah. being like, uh-huh, this is going to hurt uh-huh. like a mofo, but what I'm going to say is spicy. Or therapists being like, well, the conversation got a little spicy. So maybe it is literally coming from the medical profession. I've noticed spicy popping up in places lately, too. So it's definitely having a moment. Nice. Yeah. Spice. Aaron makes the case that espresso martinis are the thing. Aaron writes, Tom and Molly. <laughs> Espresso martinis are the best drink ever. I was introduced to them by my friend James. Stop it. (laughs) Who makes a killer drink, and they are my new go-to after-dinner drink. Instead of an after-dinner coffee, I order an espresso martini. It's like coffee and dessert, all in one. Ooh, smart. Dang it. I'm going to have to go somewhere. I'm about to go out to dinner with friends. This is something that I have not actually done more than like twice in the past two years uh, i will find do out if it. they have an espresso martini at this place i'm okay right. do it. they might so. they very well it's that kind of place that might <gasps> so exciting uh thank you everyone for emailing us feedback at it's a thing dot me if you have things you would like to recommend thing formations thing check requests we will take it all and now it's time for our favorite part of the show the shout out, shout out, shout outs. This week's shout outs, for those of you who support us at the shout out level at patreon.com slash it's a thing, are based on episode descriptions of the TV show, The Man from Uncle. And yes, I'm playing it from the motion picture soundtrack right now, but just relax, everyone. <laughs> it's the best I could find on short notice. Uh-huh. All right. Hit it. Season one. Episode 2, The Iowa Scuba Affair When a young Air Force officer is shot to death in an Iowa cornfield, 
Morris Jones finds scuba diving suits, a fresh-scrubbed Benjamin Forrest, and a Lee Price, whose silos contain not grain, but a super-secret missile. <gasps> the Finney Foot Affair, Season 1, Episode 10. A 12-year-old Kevin Sill, a beautiful stripper, a dog named Eric Duncan and a murderous Gabrielle Cohen send Jake Woods and Mike Akins to a mysterious castle where they discover a strange plague that ages its victims. <gasps> the Bow Wow Affair, Season 1, Episode 20. When world leaders are found dead with their throats slashed, Joe Hood, Louis St. Amour, and Mr. James C. Smith suspect Thrush has electronically gained control of the brain of each victim's pet dog and turned it against its master. <gasps> also, that sound I made caused my dogs to start barking downstairs. So that is amazing. They've turned against their master. Their master. Bravo. As always, so Rich good. Trofolino. So good. This is one of so the best. Good. I love how this worked, too, because you could just put the names in. It's so good. One of my favorites of all time, I think. Me yeah. too. This one just rocketed to the top five. And obviously, thank you for making this segment possible, patrons. We couldn't do it without you. It's a thing. Dot me slash. I'm sorry. <laughs> Patreon.com slash. It's a thing is where you can support us at any level. Keep this show on the air. Listen, we love hearing from Manny, but you don't have to be Manny to email us. Anybody can nope. email us a thing. Send it to us. Feedback at it's a thing, not me. Whee! See you next week. Bye. No man speaking lies. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.